Hey, this is Brent Jensen. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups. What you want, what you need, and what you love. All the way down in Detroit, Rock City. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. Long-time listeners will remember the name Sandra Boza. She's the indie singer-songwriter who blows the roof off the place wherever she plays. Looks like I've got some home repairs ahead of me because she's here today in my home. Here she is, Sandra Boza. Sandra Boza, welcome to my home. Thank you. It's nice to be here. That's great that you're here. So we kind of thought that it would be a good idea for you to, well, let's go back. So you sent me a text, right? <laughs> so you yes, sent me this text. And you said, I have songs, lots of songs. <laughs> I think it was in all caps too. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> so I said, well, we have to do something about that. This is what happens when you become friends with your podcast guests. They demand to be invited back on. Is that like kind of a self-invite? Yeah, it absolutely was a self-invite. I, don't you remember then the next time that you said, okay, how about let's get some dates? How about this? And I said, oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> what a lovely surprise to be offered. Oh, <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. Well, you know, you have a standing invite. You know that. Just come oh. on the show anytime. Watch out. Because you're just that good, Sandra Thanks. Boza. Thanks, man. Yes. And you brought your guitar today. Mm-hmm. So that means you're going to be doing at least one song. At least. At least. <laughs> Yay. So you know what we should do? And you've got, like, so I can always depend on you, by the way, to bring in amazing songs, which you did once mm-hmm. again. Got, like, <laughs> not good, but uh, I have five more from you here. So we'll talk about those. Okay. We're going to talk about all the things that you're up to okay. lately. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to kick off? With a song? With a song and then play a song at the end of the program. I might move this back a bit. All right. This is the the angry breakup song I told you about. All right. It's not angry. It's just it was um, working out some feelings. Okay. could have my way and some say I already do I would convince you all the things I said are true would you still catch me down would you still turn me out it's not about the truth wouldn't let it it's not about the truth you forget it it's not about the truth when it comes to the war of you and I way I would set you down with me I would explain to you all the reasons I needed to be free would I just hurt you more would I just close more doors there's nothing I can do to correct it there's no way we would ever forget it there's nothing I can do when it comes to the war of you and I yeah If 
could have my way, I would take us back in time. I would let you go on by without ever being mine. Save us both the time of splitting up our lives. It's not about the love, cause you lost it. It's not about the love, you forgot it. It's not about the love, wasn't worth it. It's not about the love, would you curse it? It's not about the love when it comes to the war of you and I. wasn't enough not you and I it's not about the truth no it's not about the love there's nothing I can do it just wasn't enough not you and I Oh my. Thank you. What a way to reintroduce live performances onto the show. Wow. No, that was the first one since 2019. That was tremendous. Thank you. So good. I wrote that on, um, let me move this back. The way over here? Um, <laughs> no, not this time. Um, I wrote it on, I did a residency on Halls Island in yes. Halliburton in the summer. I wrote that one there. Yeah, well, I, I won't go into deeper details. Like, is, is you know like i said it was a breakup song but mm -hmm. it was, I, I got some news it was like a reverberation from the breakup that had happened almost a year before that and i was just just pissed off so I was sitting on the shore of this little island and i just like sputtered this song out wow just like that i mean it wasn't just like that but this one came out pretty quick yeah <laughs> but great guitar too thank you yeah really yeah, nice thanks I don't play, you know, with my stuff, it's it's become more of like blues soul, which I love. Mm -hmm. And I love being able to focus more on singing on stage. But yeah, I don't I don't play as much and I, I do miss playing. Mm. I do. I love playing. I used to be a lot more comfortable. Now when I pick it up, I have to sort of get reacquainted with it sometimes. Yeah. If I've been doing a lot of gigs that don't involve guitar. Yeah. Mm. That sounded great. I got a little Joni Mitchell thing out of that. I do love Joni Mitchell. I can hear it. I, it that held note. Like early Joni. Awesome. Yeah. You. Very love, cool. Love her. Yeah. So you play another one at the end of the show. So let's talk about what you're doing now. So what's going on with Sandra Boza? Um, well, things are starting to pick up. I say that so tentatively because I just saw you at the horseshoe recently. Sorry? I just saw you at the horseshoe recently. Yes, I was yes. at the horseshoe. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so much fun. I love playing that room. Um, I don't think I've actually played it before with my band. Like, I think I've done backing vocals there. and um, But I don't think I... I think that was my first horseshoe show. Mm. So it was, it was great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And there were people... That was also my first show back with my band in front of real live people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. I was on a high the next day. Oh. Like, I think even that night I got home and it was 2 a.m. And I was just like... <laughs> I was yeah. And the next day, I was just in such a good mood all day. Yeah. I went. To, I had I had an appointment downtown. I went downtown. I remember got a coffee. You know, sitting in a coffee shop. And it just felt like almost normal. Like I had played a show the night before. And now I'm sitting in a coffee shop. You know, just people watching. It was. I was just in such a <laughs> good place. That's awesome. Yeah. Music as medicine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what else is going on? 
<clears throat> um, so I'm doing an Alanis Morissette tribute as well. I heard. Did so you? one of my friends told me about this. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody sent me something. <laughs> so where is it? So well, it's it's happening all over. Like we're, we're booked right into the fall, which is really cool. Good. Um, but our first show is actually this Friday. Okay. In St. Catharines or in, in Thorold. Yes. The name right. It's at the Moose and Goose. Oh, wow. So it's our first full length show. So this band, the band's great. It was it was really funny actually because I used to do a jagged little pill tribute just for fun. Really, I eh? yeah. It was just a you know when I worked at the old Nick on the day fourth, and okay. you know I used to play there all the time. And if we had a sort of if there was an open night, mm. then Christine, the owner, she'd be like, "Hey, you want you want to throw a band together?" And, and I said, "Sure." So I remember I was playing with some friends, and we did a couple songs from Jagged Little Pill. Like we did "You Ought to Know" and I think maybe "Ironic." Mm-hmm. And uh. Somebody said, you sound really good singing her. It really suits your voice. And I said, well, I enjoy singing it. Um, so it was just sort of suggested among friends we should do the album. Yeah. Um, so we did Jag a Little Pill. Actually, the guitar player um, was Sean Cunnington. I don't know if you heard about Sean Cunnington. He, no. he He was one of the he was the second Ontario death from COVID. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, when really? he went, it was a huge, huge loss. Just he was mm-hmm. an amazing human. And an amazing player. And I remember when I, I found out about his passing, like it was all over the news. Mm. And it was horrible. But he was such a kind, wonderful person. But every time I think about this jagged little pilcher, but I think about him. Because he was there when we were talking. Because mm-hmm. he was in that band. I met him. I remember I met him on a night when we had a show. And he did a guitar player. And my bass player and drummer worked with him. And I'm like, Sean Cunnington. So he just showed up. And yeah. again, there was no pressure. It was just one of those fun shows. You yeah. do like, we've got a Friday night. Let's do, you know. And so they said, oh, Sean Cunnington. So I sent him a set list and we texted a bit. And I said, all right, see you there. So we met and played a show that night. That's amazing. So then, yeah, we were all talking about doing this Jagged tribute. So we threw this tribute together. It was just for fun. But then we started getting booked as, you know, the Jagged tribute. And that was not my intention. Like I had never planned to put together a tribute show. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it was just basically covering an album that I liked. I guess it is a tribute. But, you know, it wasn't going to be an official Alanis Morissette tribute. But then... Uh, COVID shut everything down. I got approached again about the tribute for a Canada Day, like Q107 Rocks, Canada Day Rocks, something like that. Okay. And then around the same time, I got the email from this guy named Andy. And Not he's like... Andy Frost? No. I was going to say, oh wow. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> no, this this guy, Andy Wearspan, he's a really nice guy. And he's like, yeah, we're putting together a tribute for Les Morrison. I don't know why, but I thought it was a scam. <laughs> Well, I was, there's so many scams going around, right? Of course. So my first was just like, mm, who is this guy with tribute? And anyway, so we did meet and they were putting together like an official tribute. He's actually one of the nicest guys. We've become friends. <laughs> but, and he's, he's a great producer, like him and, uh, and Mike, um, they're the two producers of this show. They're in a tragically hip tribute oh. called Grace 2. So they wanted to, you know, they thought there was a market for an Alanis Morissette tribute. So they Googled it and they found my name and that's how it happened. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so they built a band around me. Um, it sounds very arrogant, but <laughs> I like saying it. But we, yeah, we had an audition and it was funny because it was a six hour audition. Mm. And the first group of people that came out were the ones that we went with. No way. Yeah. Wow. Funny, what are the chances of that? It's very slim. Yeah, so they're really, the band is great. They're lovely people. There's no egos. They're just like, and they're great musicians. That is so key, it's isn't it? It's great. It's kind point. of my um, prerequisite these days. Good for you. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't care what your accolades are anymore. If you don't make me feel like 
at ease. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. If you're no. not a nice person, if you're not, you know, if you got bad vibes, I don't, I just don't want that around. No. You know, it's Good. not worth it. No, it's really not, right? It's really, there's, there are so many great players out there yeah. that, that you, well, don't, anything, you don't need though, that. Not just players, like in life. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, just, God, yeah. I just don't want that. No. I know it's not always that easy, but. Well, especially now, everything's so heavy, you know? I yeah. don't I don't need the negativity. We talk about that all the time. No, and yeah. not to say, like, because there's a difference between, there's a difference between being positive and, like, toxic positivity. I do believe that's a thing. Like, you're, you're not always going to be positive every day, you know? Like, mm, I have true. days of self-pity and negativity and, like, the black hole, you know? But but acknowledging it and not letting it sort of take over, I think, is key. Yeah, certainly. Like, because you, it does, it, it, I, remember, I can't remember, I read a study years ago or somebody told me about this, like, your brain gets wired that way. Mm-hmm. So to get out of that, and we've all met those people who just, they're stuck in it. I was just going to say. Yeah, and, and getting out of it, like, you have to work actively to change those pathways in your That's brain, right? right? And I, I know because I used to be one of those people. Oh, really? Just yeah, I, I was very filled with so. I mean, it was when I was drinking too. I was filled with self pity and, and mm. negativity and just doomy. And you know, it was you you feed off of that. Like such you get a, a drag. Dopamine yeah. hit. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a drag. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the that, that that's the strange thing is that people do get a dopamine hit off of being negative and bringing other people down mm-hmm. through you know shit talking people it, like i just i can't stand it but we all know people like that and i i do my best to avoid those people i really do and a lot of people a lot of those people i think don't know because they're trapped in it right mm-hmm. like it's something i have empathy for but there's also a point where you need to set your your boundaries right totally you know yeah. and we all have the opportunity to learn and grow and if you choose not to that's it. I fully agree with you. Life is way too short. Way too short. Let's talk about your songs. So you are known to my listeners for bringing in gems. Oh, really? And known to <gasps> me. Exciting. Thanks, so, listeners. Well, like Jenny Lewis, Acid Tongue, Gem. And today is no different. So I've got your songs here. Now, before the show, you told me you wanted to finish with a particular song. I'm not going to ruin it by saying what it is. You want to finish with that one. So the last one on the list that you sent me is the one that I thought was a great finish. We will move that to number four. Okay, so let's start with, uh, speaking of Alanis Morissette, Alanis Morissette, uh, you have That I Would Be Good. Yes. This song, actually, if you listen to the song too, you'll hear buzzing. Mm -hmm. So when you like audiophiles or musicians or tech people, you'll hear buzzing and it might drive you nuts. But Mm -hmm. so apparently when it was recorded, uh, Glenn Ballard was playing guitar and he, he he was sitting too close to the amp. He got this buzzing. So uh-huh. he he re-recorded the guitar. Mm-hmm. And when Alanis heard it, she said, what happened to the original? And he, he said, you know, I re-recorded it because there was buzzing. And she said, no, you've lost the magic. magic. Go back to it. So mm-hmm. it has, and it is, it's it's special. I but like the that. song, and the re- actually the, it represents the song itself too. Because the reason I love the song, like I get really emotional about this song. Um it's funny, I was doing an interview yesterday with the people from the Moose and Goose or a radio station in, in St. Catharines about this. And I said, sometimes I get so emotional about these songs, I'm afraid it's going to be billed as Sandra Boza sobs her way through <laughs> <laughs> Because they're such important songs to me. But this one in particular, like it's about being okay and acceptance, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you go through the song that I will be good, you know, that I will be fine, that I will be loved, because we, we put so much emphasis on 
how we're perceived or our accomplishments or this or that. Like the lines in the song are so simple, which she's so amazing for like her, her imagery, you know, I mean, that I would be good if, if I got the thumbs down, that I would be good if I, if I got and stayed sick, if I went bankrupt, if I gained 10 pounds, if I mm-hmm. lost my hair and my youth, like, and it, it just go, if I was clingy, you know, if I was, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's so like, I get so emotional listening to it because like, it's, it's going to be okay. I mean, to really simplify it, like mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. And I mean, I, I have had to do a lot of work on acceptance in a lot of times in my life, but especially for me in, in sobriety and recovery, like acceptance is something we have to work really hard at mm-hmm. that it's going to be okay. Right. Cause I spent so much of my life living in fear of everything, of what people thought of me, of what I thought of myself, of what was going to happen of what wasn't going to happen of, you know, of everything. Mm-hmm. So this song is just like, I still get goosebumps thinking about even just thinking about it. I know the live version that was done in New York in like 1999, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And there's a flute mm-hmm. in it at the beginning and the mm-hmm. ending, which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah. It's cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning too. the flute. <laughs> Are you seriously? <laughs> yes. I'm learning the flute. Really? So I can play that. Now, I don't have it for Friday, but. <laughs> are you seriously going to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it hard? It's got to uh, be, right? I, I got the sound and okay. I'm just learning the notes. How many notes would there be in that little thing? Like six? A flute? No, I'm no not in the whole flute, but in that, in <laughs> oh, that, in that, <laughs> in that passage. In the flute, there's only six notes. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to teach you the bare minimum of <laughs> What's music for? <laughs> um no there's not many but it's still just because it's so simplistic it's almost like there's almost more pressure because it's so and apparently i was reading an article about that song and that flute solo was um praised by critics as being very raw and vulnerable and sweet mm-hmm. yeah i guess again that. i think fits the song like it might not be the most proficient flute playing no it's really i, I don't think it would be it serves the purpose of the song, like thematically, you know. But see, that's the most important thing, right? You can have a, in, a like a piano line that you can play with two fingers, <laughs> but as long as the melody is there mm-hmm. and it supports the song and gets the message across, yeah. Then think about uh, "Trouble" by Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Easy melody on the piano, but it's perfect. Well, those are some of the most impactful songs. There's a few things I think you need. You've got authenticity Mm -hmm. emotion Mm -hmm. those are all the things that make the best songs that's right i mean don't get me wrong like i'm a big fan of like super complex like double kick or like (laughs) metal guitar like i love that kind of stuff that like wicked solos right but i mean for me the songs that hit the hardest emotionally are, are yeah the simplest in some cases that's why i was such a big fan of neil young growing up Mm-hmm. Like I was, I've seen Neil Young like six or seven times. I'm a huge fan. And he it's the simplicity. It's the the beauty in that simplicity, right? When I first started writing songs, I was I was so insistent to not be like a chick with a guitar, right? Mm. And so I was writing all these overly complicated things that just had no oh no. Soul? Oh I, I was gonna say soul, but I don't I don't I don't know about soul, but they they just didn't land. Mm. They were so busy like just floating up in the stratosphere that they never landed anywhere Mm. the next song on your list is by the deftones (laughs) be quiet and drive but the acoustic version oh did i write that i didn't write that no shoot sorry i meant to write that 
You know, I got distracted because I went and listening to the song, and, I, and then I got looped into a Deftones. Right. Um, I love the Deftones. Vortex. Did you listen to the to the, I, the heavy version? Yeah, I know that song. It's like 1997, I think. Right. I mean, the heavy version is also awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. if you listen to the acoustic version, it's just eerie and spooky mm. and atmospheric. Really. And it's beautiful. There's another. I remember I heard years ago when I had like Winamp. You remember Winamp and Napster? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a bunch of songs on my Winamp. I don't remember how I got them. Probably off Napster. And there were a few like acoustic Deftone songs. And I haven't been able to find other ones, I don't think. But Be Quiet and Drive, the acoustic version is just beautiful. Mm. And like the, the again, the lyrics, it's just, you know, there's not a lot of lyrics. Like if you look up the lyrics, he says the same thing over and over and over again. Oh. Drive, be quiet and drive. I don't care where, just far. I don't care where, <laughs> just far. And But the way that he sings it, it's just desperate. You know, when you're just like at a wit's end and like, I don't care where, just far far and he yeah. just keeps saying it over and over again and it's so powerful mm. like he's just about to fall off the brink you know but when you listen to the acoustic version it's like it's the same he's gonna fall off the brink like in the heavy version he's gonna fall off the brink but it's like power and this one it's gonna you're just gonna fall off the brink just emotionally like just mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's such a cool version i'll check it out yeah, yeah. sorry about that <laughs> oh geez no worries no worries at all uh, your next song is one that is new to me. I don't know what this is. It's Emiliana Torini, Sunny Road. Yes. Did you listen to that? Do you yeah. listen to all this? You, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know this one. I liked it though it's when you listened to it? it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard this one years ago and it just always stuck with me because it's a song about, um, I have this fear, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 38 and I've had one like long-term meaningful relationship. Okay. And I, I don't regret ending it. You know, I, it, it, it wasn't feeling right. But like every once in a while, I think, you know, I, I, there's a line in that song that I never married. I never had those kids. Um, mm. I've loved too many. Now heaven's closed its gates. Oh. You know, when I, sometimes when I get afraid, I, you know, when, when fear takes over, like I don't live in fear as much as I used to, but fear comes in, right? Mm-hmm. I think like, I mean, not to get too again self-pity but i think you know sometimes have i lost my chance am i ever gonna like no. meet someone have i been like living this wild life and i never wanted to settle down and I, you know and i met people who wanted more and who wanted to settle who wanted this who wanted that and i just never did mm-hmm. but yeah it does cry like i wrote a song my song hotel door has a couple lines in there that are sort of a similar kind of attitude yeah have i like lost out <laughs> Am I just gonna be alone forever? It sounds so dramatic when I talk about it, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love this song because the way she sings about it is just so sweet and gentle and pensive. It's very it, pensive. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very relaxing song. Yeah, I do like it. She's um European, right? Is she? I think she's Italian. She's, is she? Yeah. Her, her last Could name would. Wrong. I think I'm just maybe thinking about her last name. Yeah. I thought she was like. Nordic. I want to say she's from maybe, like maybe, but just like fantastic, highly recommended. Your closer that has been moved to number four is a classic. It's Ella Fitzgerald and <gasps> Misty. Wow, what a pick! <laughs> okay, this actually is a perfect follow up to Sunny Road because this song. God, I sound like such a nerd right now. This song makes me want to <laughs> fall in love. 
like misty i just like that song makes me feel like i think you i mean i i've been in love you know and and misty just it's just like the perfect love song mm-hmm. and ella fitzgerald also holds a special place for me because that's how i discovered jazz ah for myself yeah, obviously I yeah. discovered jazz but <laughs> please delete that from the podcast <laughs> but i remember i grew up on like folky stuff i think i've told you that yeah I grew up on Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, that stuff. And then and then I discovered rock, like harder rock from the 90s, you know, on my own. Um, and then I remember I was actually technically I discovered my love for jazz. And there's a movie called That Thing You Do. Do you remember that? Yeah, movie? totally. Yeah. Do you remember the drummer in the movie was a jazz drummer? Absolutely. <clears throat> wear so, shades, right? Sorry? Do you wear shades? Yeah. Yeah. I think they called him shades they called, i think that was his little thing yeah 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 so but he was a jazz drummer he ended up in this pop group Tom in movie, right? and at the yeah. end he you know he was sitting in with this jazz artist in the studio anyways i remember i really liked the movie like i, I was i was a kid when i saw it but i remember i really liked the movie and then you know I'd, i had no no experience with jazz mm. no exposure my mom i think she listened to jazz a little bit when she was younger but she, it didn't stick with her she didn't have a lot of i don't think she had any jazz albums mm-hmm. and i grew up on my mom's record collection so i remember seeing this thinking like jazz like this is kind of cool like you know mm-hmm. he's playing this jazz beat so then we were uh going to spain to visit my family and you remember you used to be able to like tune in i think you still can tune into different stations on the airplane oh yeah 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 like i know everybody brings their own music now but you yeah. used to be yeah put your little headphones yeah, in you could and then, get headphones and yeah yeah and you could tune into different stations and remember there was a jazz station oh and actually technically i was debating putting this song or um this other song called beginning to see the light by mm-hmm. ella fitzgerald mm. or her version oh you heard that and how old would you have been uh i think i was like 13 because i remember when we got home to canada i went to hmv or it was a, it was a smaller records maybe it was sunrise records and i found like an ella fitzgerald greatest hits See, now at 13, you did that, and I did Motley Crue. <laughs> what is wrong with this picture? Anyway. I say nothing. I have no comment on Motley Crue. <laughs> I wish I would have been on that plane listening to Elephant's Gerald. <laughs> it's all like timing, though, right? I mean, it's, I watched it, this movie. It, it's everything. It like hit it, me, and I, you know. It, it absolutely is. And, and your life path up to that point right you know mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about this i'm not going to get into it but like this seeking out the stronger sensations right mm-hmm. you kind of you're looking for something and you find that in music maybe it's springsteen maybe it's ella maybe yeah. it's metallica whatever it is but yeah it, it all speaks to different places in us right absolutely like that you know that song that i would be good that moves me so much but it might not move you you mm-hmm. know if it doesn't speak to the same experiences you know i mean it's all relative. That's why, you know, best this and best that is so comical to me. Cause totally. I always try to stay, say, instead of saying best, I always try to say my favorite. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if the Grammys were like, and my favorite <laughs> album of the year is. <laughs> it should be like that. <laughs> Who's favorite? Who are you? <laughs> it's like awesome. when people say they. You know, they say, yeah. who are they? Yeah, who are they? It's, it's the same people. <laughs> It's, it's their it's their favorite anyway uh ella okay so your last pick is like my favorite <laughs> and i will say it's the best of this list joan as policewoman mm-hmm. songs called anyone this is like 
your best pick ever. Really? Next to Jenny Lewis, Acid Tongue. This one I wanted to put on like two times ago, but I couldn't. Really? Yeah, I couldn't talk about it. Oh, no way. For me, what this, because I mean, we're talking about what these songs mean of, to us, right? Of, of course, yeah. So this song, um, when I was living in Vancouver and I was, I was really low, I was drinking a lot and I was, you know, drinking and drugging a lot. My life was mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> and uh, as an alcoholic woman, I ended up in a lot of situations, right? Like assault was a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. And I would just pretend it didn't happen or I'd laugh it off or, you know, pretend it was just wildlife. Um, but inside I was dying. Um, and this song, I remember I was, I was on my way to work and I was listening just on shuffle because I really liked Jonas Police Woman already. I was a big fan. I saw her in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I met her actually. It was really cool. She, oh, she's wow. very cool. Yeah, just just like she signed a CD and that's awesome. Yeah, she's really very cool. Um, but this song I had been in another binge, and I you know didn't show up to work for a couple days, and then I showed up, and I was heading into work, and this song came on, and I noticed that I had a uh, bruise marks on my arm, like hands. Okay. And I just, I just. The song started with I Won't Cry. And I, I really tried not to cry about things like that because I didn't want to admit what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so when that song came on and I noticed these bruise marks on my arm, I just, I I went into the bathroom and I just listened to that song on repeat over and over again and I just cried. And it was, you know, the song is about this person that knows you so well and this person that, you know, that you love. Mm-hmm. And, and I just sort of wished that, you know, these bruise marks were for once someone that, that loved me or someone that, you know, I remembered even, I didn't remember. I had no memory of what had happened. Um, I heard stories, but you know, I had no memory. And so this song always brings those feelings up for me. I just stayed in the bathroom for half an hour repeating the song. And that first line, I almost shut down listening after the first line because I just, I won't cry. And then just <laughs> sobbed for yeah. the entire thing, you know. Wow. Yeah. So this, I didn't want to, that's why I wanted to make it last. <laughs> that's incredibly powerful. And I could see why you didn't want to bring that in previously. Thanks for sharing that. But would you say that that maybe was the beginning of the road to recovery for you? Uh I don't know. It was definitely a bottom, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of bottoms. I didn't get sober for another four or five years. Yeah, I mean, it was Vancouver. Actually, no, it was more than that because that was the first year I was in Vancouver. So that mm-hmm. would have been probably eight years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you keep that song with you? Uh huh. Yeah, it always brought that brought that up, but I wasn't ready to. I think have it do what it was supposed to do. I was just sort of wallowed in it. it, it when I listened, heard it, it would bring up those feelings, but it also brought up shame, right? Because I was so filled with shame. Mm. Like now I listen to it and I, I can appreciate my, I mean, again, as cliche as it sounds, appreciate it as being part of my journey. That All of it, like all of these things that happened were, you know, they are who I am. Like I wouldn't be the same person if these things hadn't happened to me. I, I don't That's know right. who I'd be, but... You know, I mean, and I didn't like who I was at all because of these things. But now, you know, I did a lot of work in recovery and I like myself. 
exactly you know, i mean not every day but like you know yeah. mostly i like myself and these things happened as part of me and if i like me then you know i, I don't like these things but I, I recognize the lessons that they provided right mm-hmm. what a journey you've been on thanks for sharing that with me yeah I, I wanted to, even the last time I wanted to, but I just wasn't ready to talk about it. I was thinking about bailing on it today, too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I was ready or if uh, I could talk about it without just crying. <laughs> well, see, that, that, what a surprise for me because I, I knew this song and it is, to me, in the vein of a Jenny Lewis, it's very raw and it's very visceral and it's it's very powerful in that way. And that's what I love about it. But I, I had no idea that it cut that deeply. No, I mean, how could you? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really. I mean, you know, who who knows what it means for anybody or for her even? But you know, it's not really a song that seems to be about that topic. Mm-hmm. So why would you? You know, why would you? It's a cool song. It's just a cool song. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I w- I won't hear it the same. Now. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. What are you gonna play? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is another um, one I wrote on the island. I think that the lyrics are very obvious. That it's a song written sitting on a lake. <laughs> hmm. You'll hear it. I remember I was on this island for I think it was seven days, mm-hmm. nine days. It was a nine-day retreat or like a residency. Mm-hmm. I felt very like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta write every day. I gotta write amazing songs every day. You know, and then it, you you hit. You know, there's. I hit a thing. I hit a wall. Of course. And so one of the other artists, there were some really great artists staying there. And the people, there had been two women just before me, two writers. Mm-hmm. And they started um, a haiku wall. Oh. And I hadn't written haiku since like high school. Of course, yeah. And so they had a wall of like a couple haikus. And they said, you know, it would be great if every artist that stayed here contributed and wrote a haiku. And so I was like on this like fourth or fifth or whatever day that I hit this wall, I thought maybe I'll write a haiku. And so I wrote a haiku. I'm like, this is great. And then I started writing like pages no of haikus. Way. And so I left mine up on the on the haiku wall. And anyway, so this song I wrote, because the haikus are very like, traditionally, I was reading about them. They have a lot to do with nature. They're often related to nature. I've heard that. And yep. Like what I was seeing. Mm. Okay. Um, it's called, I, I don't really know what it's called. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> of surrender It's not an easily done thing I hope you will remember If you get up off your knees Yes, you are taller than the evergreens Go break your creed I think I'll ask the constellations They whisper when I sleep Yes, you are taller than the evergreens 
perception Take a chance on lacking what you see Remember water is perception If you look beneath the surface Yes, you are taller than the evergreens my new favorite is I it believe. yeah oh cool i got the like my skin was vibrant look at the hair on my arms like when you went into the upper register there both times that's incredible that's an incredible song thank you i really dug that one that was one um because i probably wrote like i don't know 30 40 songs when i was there but you know they don't all make it yeah, sure. And that one, when they make it, I play them over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again just because I enjoy like the visceral pleasure of playing them over and over and over again. That's how I know like a song has sort of made it for me anyways, you know, um, that will make it into like my arsenal. And you don't know what it's called yet. You don't have a, a ah, name for it. Taller than the Evergreen. Ever, evergreen for sure. I played that on um this, you had to do like a video this had a name, the six minute video thing mm-hmm. statement about your time at Halls Island. Oh, so yeah. initially when I first got the residency, it was before COVID, like so many things. And you were supposed to do like some, like you get the, the residency and then exchange, you do some kind of community, like a project or something. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do a, a concert. I was going to go up to Halliburton and do a show. And then because of COVID, they just sort of scrapped all of the whatever project ideas and just made it one thing so everybody had to submit a six minute video and it's funny because i was like okay so and i looked at some of them that they had like a, a sample this it should be like this it's like pretty simple so i got my my iphone and i sat on the floor 
And I was dog sitting at the time. So I sat on the floor in my friend's place and like put some plants behind me. And I, you know, said, talked about my time in Halls Island. And then I played this song. And then I see the other artists and their videos are like incredible. They're like edited and they have camera work and they have this. And I'm just sitting on the floor playing my guitar. It was, remember I was telling you earlier, I feel like when I meet people with houses, I feel like a kid. (laughs) It's kind of the same thing. But you know what that's like? That's like what we we were talking earlier about that simple melody mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. sometimes that's the most effective and the most powerful some of these videos are pretty cool though anyways it's it's um i want um acknowledgement for you remember the very first time and the second time i came you mm-hmm. were like you have you snuck in so many extra songs do you remember that you did you scammer yeah and i didn't yeah you called me a scammer i didn't <laughs> do that this time i did it once with ella you did i know but well you know what you can break the rules every now and again you get away with it you scammer (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today it's been great to have you here you want to go for a cup of coffee absolutely all right this has been no sleep till Sudbury with brent jensen and my very 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 special guest sandra boza thank you you're welcome till next time folks take good care Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. 